know, this morning we're taking some time not listening to Pastor Stephen Furtick today for Furtick Friday. That's why we listened to him the last couple of days. I always love him. Mm-hmm. And but we're we also love you, so we're spending time <laughs> with you. This is my dad, and he's teaching us every Friday for the next couple of weeks, except. Well, yeah, he said you're going to take a break one Friday. That's right. Next next Friday we get a break. We go back to Stephen. Okay. (laughs) But then you'll be back because there's a lot of different Jewish holidays. There's a new year coming up. That's right. There's a lot just for the body of Christ to understand with that new year what God's saying. And God just split the year. He split the calendar so many times. So it is a significant time. And, you know, sometimes learning to stop and get into the the flow of the time period with God is just uh, such a significant change. You think about what he's done over 6,000 years, learning how to walk and flow in that just kind of helps walks with your intimacy. And it just, it, it does what he told us to do, which I think is a rather minor detail, right? It's a good thing just to follow simple and instructions. So we're looking, uh, it's the month of Ulul, preparing for the fall feasts. And you, of course, do that with prayer, lots and lots of prayer. And uh, we're looking at a couple of specific prayers, uh, the Hebrew version of the Lord's Prayer. We've gone back to an ancient uh, document that uh, from written by a, a, or copied from a rabbi. I don't have, the, obviously, the original, but uh, from uh, Shem Tov. And we've read that for you. So now I want to give you a couple things I want to take and give you a little rundown what exactly this this thing is this lord's prayer and then compare it to uh what jesus would have grown up praying on mm. a daily basis so uh number one things that we need to know about the lord's prayer a few things to keep in mind at least it was birthed from the failed exodus journey so it is a roadmap of how not to fail that's why it's such an important prayer Every word, line, and image are places to stop, pause, and draw closer to God, which is what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it very well. You don't rush through the Lord's Prayer. You you wander. You travel. It's a pilgrimage, right? So it's not just a bunch of quick words to uh, run through. The identity of God as Father, where did that first occur? It was the Exodus. In fact, the book of Exodus, chapter 4, when God sent a message to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, Israel is my firstborn son. What a cool thing when God says that of you. And I told you, let my son go so he may worship me, but you refuse to let him go, so I will kill your firstborn son. So he is a, a dangerous dad to mess with. One of the unique aspects of the prayer is praying, our father it's plural right instead of my father why is that well again it's an exodus thing the journey from egypt to mount sinai that took 50 days and then it was another year before they actually arrived at the border of israel and then of course they ended up with 40 years so the prayer begins our father because what happened to one person on the journey happened to everyone. So our first words on the Lord's Prayer, they're to remind us that first, we're not alone. God is always closer than we think, and we're not going through whatever it is we're going through alone. Mm-hmm. It's actually a much bigger picture. And sometimes we just got to learn to see it that way. It's our daily reminder to intentionally look beyond ourselves to the needs and the hurts others are going through. Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer is part of the Sermon on the Mount discourse. So before Yeshua, Jesus teaches them to pray, he tells them this. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners so that people can see them. Yes, I tell you, they have their reward already. Well, that's not the reward you want in prayer. But you, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father in secret. 
Your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't babble on like the pagans who think God will hear them better if they talk a lot. Don't be like them because your Father knows what you need before you even ask him. So why did he say this? Because our prayers should be short? No, Jesus sometimes prayed all night. Now, the Pharisees were performers. Their daily prayers include long Bible passages, thousands of words long. And that would be beautiful, except that prayer for them is this daily, endless, repetitious, and goes on their, literally their whole day from waking to sleeping, from going to the bathroom to washing their hands to every little task. Now, you know the Shema, now the, the, the version without God's name in it, Hero Israel, the Lord your God is one God, or uh, the, the Shema means here. All right, and God is one God, Echad. The Shema is ten words long. How many words? Ten. Ten words. How how long do they stretch it to? Mm. Three thousand words. Wow. In their daily prayers over the Shema. So <laughs> we're going to look at another one of their prayers. It's called the Amidah, and it's just one of their daily prayers. Like I said, uh, I want to compare it to the Lord's Prayer just real quickly. We're going to use a slightly shorter version just to give you both of the Lord's prayers. Uh, in the book of Luke, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. It's a very short version of the Lord's Prayer. But you have two ones in Matthew, one's in Luke. But each of his disciples in Jesus would have grown up praying the Amidah in the synagogues every day of their lives. It was originally crafted hundreds of years before the first century, but really wouldn't be finalized till just after the temple was destroyed in 70 AD by Gamaliel. So I want to give you a brief comparison. Jesus obviously shortened it. Uh, the Amidah is about a thousand words. The Lord's Prayer about thirty words. So you gotta love being concise. So obviously, I'm just gonna uh, sum up or kind of run over what the Amidah is, rather than all the prayers of it. But uh, the Amidah is the core of every Jewish worship service. It's called the Hatafilah or the the prayer, as in it's the prayer. The the word Amidah means standing. Because you stand while you're praying and saying the blessing. Amidah is the high point of the prayer service. So first rule, there's lots of rules, uh, is to be wearing respectable clothes. You're standing before a king. Amidah is divided into three sections. Praise, petitions, and thanks. But as I like to say, first, you dance. Uh, from before you pray, there's this tradition of taking three steps backwards and then forward again to symbolize entering God's presence. That's just kind of cool. You'll see them do that at the uh, Western Wall as well. The blessing begins and ends with a slight bow before God. You also stand straight with your feet and legs together like you're at attention to show your awe and fear because, again, you're standing before the king. And it also hinders the strength in your legs to show you have but one desire to stand before God in prayer. And also, for the Jews, to be leaning is, to con be, is considered to be in a state of fear. So all these things come into play for the Amidah. The first three blessings are praise. The first is called Avot, or ancestors, and it kind of connects you to God and the biblical heritage. You're praying, thanking him from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You praise God for all he did with them and through them. 
and uh, basic prayer would be, Blessed are you, uh, Jehovah, the God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the great, mighty, and awesome God, exalted God, who bestows abundant kindness, who creates all things, who remembers the piety of the patriarchs, and who in love brings a redeemer to their children's children for the sake of his name. Their, their first prayer is actually longer than the Lord's Prayer. So what did Jesus change in that? And it's most significantly because the whole world praised the Lord prayer, Lord's mm -hmm. Prayer. Well, it's profoundly different. It's our Father. Mm. You notice in the Amidah, it is very specific to the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jesus, on the other hand, says, Our Father, uh, Jehovah, Abba, Avinu. It's not just about the line of Abraham. It's about the God who is Father of all. So the most significant change from the Amidah that he prayed uh, for his first 30 years uh, was the changing of, of just speaking of how he spoke to God. The second part of the Amidah, or the second part of the praise section, the uh, Gevurah, it means might, which describes God's unique powers over life and death. You're a helper, a savior, a shield. Uh, blessed are you, Jehovah, shield of Abraham. You're mighty forever. You resurrect the dead. You're powerful to save. You sustain the living with loving kindness. And this is a lot of resurrection in this one. Resurrects the dead with great mercy. Supports the falling. Heals the sick. Releases the bound. Fulfills his trust to those who sleep in the dust. Uh, who is like you, mighty one? And who can can be compared to you, king who brings death and restores life and causes deliverance to spring forth. And, um, you know, if you read through some of the prayers that these guys go through every single day for hours and hours and hours, a lot of psalms, a lot of scripture, and it's it's powerful. If you actually got to know God, and which they have kind of missed, uh, it would be a powerful time with God. Uh, the final part of that praise section is called Kedusha, or as one of the many words for holiness. You're holy. Your name is holy. And holy beings praise you daily for all eternity. Blessed are you, uh, Jehovah the Holy God. Now, you probably recognize also in the Lord's Prayer, that's the only other significant part that Jesus took from that first part of the Amidah. May your name be sanctified, that Yikadeshimka, or some say hallowed, some say holy. So those are the two pieces in the first part of the Amidah. So we're going to uh, continue to look at the middle section, the petitions, and where that ties up, and then we'll start breaking in the Lord's Prayer.